0: If you're a realtor listening to us, you absolutely must use those stupid sold over asking signs because nobody gives a shit. Nobody believes it. Everybody realizes the world is not stupid. They know you listed the property for under the market value. So obviously you're going to sell it for over asking. But if you're going to put that sign up and you at least spend the $25 and have it made so it matches the rest of your sign.
1: I just hate that there's no context.
0: All right. Hello. Welcome to episode 140 of KT Confidential. I'm Ariel. He's Adrian. And this is the real estate podcast episode uh, 140. Wow. Episode Went for 140. A zero. Yeah. We're closing in on. Three years of this podcast. Every week, we bring you a little. How banter. many episodes
1: did we get to with KT Quick Tips? The mm-hmm. original series,
0: two hundred something like that. So we're three hundred and fifty. Like, three holy crap! Three hundred and fifty weeks of bringing weekly content to. Our YouTube channel, and obviously now to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, SoundCloud, wherever you listen to your podcast, you can stream us. So, uh, seven years, holy moly! You see, when never missed
1: week, a beat. I don't think we missed one week. Maybe one, but I don't nope, think so.
0: No, nope, we've never missed a week, even in the times we were sick. I remember, I was feeling like a bag of crap one week and I was sick, and you made me get dressed.
1: Well, there's another time that I made you come home from somewhere. (laughs) I don't know where you were, up north. And it was when we were doing the quick tips, maybe in person.
0: I was at the cottage. It's amazing
1: we've been together for so long and we still going strong.
0: (laughs) Uh, Don't you wish all relationships were like that? Um, you know I was at the cottage and on my family vacation and you said we don't have a quick tip uh, for this week and I said okay well we'll just miss a week and it was probably 150 episodes in and you said no we have we got to do this and I'm like fine
1: Natalie must have hated me (laughs)
0: Oh, she didn't care. No,
1: um, so I we drove- used to fly by the seat of our pants. Like we were, it was always like, "Oh, we got to do a video this week." Oh, it's Friday. We have to do a video today. Always yeah. last minute.
0: Well, and but seven years ago, you know, yeah. our team was you and I. Right and now, we have twelve other people that do a lot of the things that we used to do for us. More than twelve, if you consider our our designers, our stagers, our cleaners, our floor plan technician, all of those people. So, you know, we're technically a team of 20 and it used to be just you and I doing everything. So when you, and we were still top producers back then. So, you know, finding two hours to shoot a video every week was, was a lot more difficult, but um you, you texted me and you said, we don't have a video for this week. We don't have a quick tips video for this week. Um, so I drove home late that night. We shot it in the morning. That's when the studio was in my basement, before my basement was finished. And I drove back up to the cottage. So I did the uh, 700 kilometer, 750 kilometer drive. Just to make sure that we got that video in, and we did. We we have not missed a week in seven, almost seven years. That's pretty crazy to think. Seven <clears throat> years ago, most realtors didn't know how to use a YouTube, let alone you know. Well, not
1: to mention we were we were reco- we were recording it, we were editing it, we were posting it, we were captioning it, we were doing absolutely everything yeah yeah a lot of effort anyway Anyway, so uh
0: episode 140 of kt confidential the real estate podcast thank you for listening we're going to get into the content here in a second but um if you haven't followed wherever you're listening please make sure you do that so you'll get notifications of every week's episode but uh we want to hear your comments more than anything you know we always tell people like subscribe and blah, blah, blah. By the way, if you want to watch any of the videos, because this is this podcast is recorded in video and in audio. So you can listen to it wherever you stream, but you can also watch it on YouTube and you can get the full playlist by going to ktconfidential.ca and um, 139 other episodes for you to dive into. And, really we've kept it pretty casual we've we've had a lot of banter uh this podcast has gotten us into trouble on a numerous uh on in numerous occasions uh for many different reasons uh, and on the note of
1: topics we've always got a lot to talk about but i'm i always much prefer when we get to discuss topics that come in from our listeners and viewers So whether you're on the verge of considering to buy your first house, or if you want to get your feet wet in investing, or if you are planning to sell your first house, whatever stage you're in, uh, we'd love to 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 hear your questions.
0: If you want to know something about me, about Adrian, about our team, any of our team members, you want to know anything about how to get into real estate as being a realtor, or what does it take to be a real estate theme, you want to talk about anything business related, um, how to market, how to advertising, we don't care. If it interests you, and you think that we would have a good answer, or you want to hear our answer, just leave us a comment. And we'll include in the next podcast. Today's episode, we're actually talking about a topic that Jennifer, our client care manager, who our clients love Jennifer, Jennifer is the one that keeps everything in order. Um, she, she's kind of our, I don't know, she's she's our assistant coach maybe, um, in, in the capacity of keeping the team in check. Uh, she's the one that creates all of our listing itineraries and keeps our clients in order in terms of dates and times and when things are happening. Um, she's got it down like clockwork. We do a lot of volume. So for her to be um, you know, chiming in is is great because she's the one that sees everything without the realtor hat being on, right? Um, she's the one that interacts with all of our employees and all of our clients, so so she sees from afar what is going on. And when I um, got out a message to our team this morning for today's topic, he said. Why don't you talk about what's required when listing a home? What is the process when listing a home? Let me actually read the text message to you verbatim what she sent me. Um, How about talking about turnaround times when someone is listing their home for sale? Maybe explain the process and that it's not an overnight transformation and that a lot of work goes into preparation, people seem to think it's a quick flip.
1: It's funny. as Well, one, she's very involved in that entire process. That is right. a big responsibility of hers. So that's <laughs> you know, appropriate it's, that she would want to talk about it. And I'm sure our salespeople uh, are probably likely pushing her to do things quickly, um, as are the salespeople's clients pushing them to speed the process up. Um, and there's been some recent examples of, um, where people wanted to rush it. I was having a conversation with a really close friend of mine yesterday and he lives out in Edmonton and he's planning to move potentially. And I said, well, he was asking me about whether you should buy yourself first. And I said, well, one of the most important things is just to make sure your house is ready to go. And he said, yeah, I've got about a week's worth of stuff to do. And then he said, but you know, in this market, it's probably not necessary. I, sh- I don't necessarily need to do that. I can get the house up quicker. And, um, you know, we'll get into more specifically our opinion on the matter. Uh, but, you know, I explained to him that in any market, going the extra mile to do those things could persuade that one potential buyer to fall in love with your house. It's always worth doing. So, and then you had brought one up recently about somebody that wanted to rent a, a condo out.
0: Yeah. We had, um, one of our realtors. Um, I don't know the full story, but basically it's a friend of one of our realtors. She called her and said, um, I want you to list my lease. It's a condo in Toronto and, you know, depending on the situation, like we can work all over Southern Ontario but it's outside of our typical trade area. Um, And it's, you know, it requires, everything requires a process. Now what she wanted to do is list the property immediately, like within the next 48 hours and use her photos, use her existing photos, which are not professional photos. And um, regardless, if it's a if it's a lease or a two hundred thousand dollar home or a million dollar home, you you still have to market the property properly. But I think why Jennifer, I think why Jennifer actually included that as a topic is um, maybe as a refresher for some of the realtors on our team that uh, hey, let's you know. Let's slow things down a little bit. We understand when there's urgency and a home has to go on the market really quickly. Um, but when you can, you know, making sure that the proper process is in order and getting started, we're big advocates of, if you're thinking of moving, get the process started early, stop, talk to your realtor early, that way we can put the plan in place. But I think, think the expectation from a lot of people, not everybody, you know, 30, 30%, a third of the market that's going to sell their home in the next 12 months. I think they believe much like your buddy that the market is so hot. You stick a sign in the lawn and put it on MLS and you're going to sell the house. Right and i'll go back i'll go back to what i've said for years for years especially in 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 hot markets quote unquote hot markets and and i think you know most of the urban areas across canada are hot markets right now but you think back to I don't know if you even wanna go back to 2010, right? Like that was a long time ago and the market was hot then. Um, Sure, can you stick a for sale sign in your lawn? You don't even need to put a for sale sign in your lawn anymore, to be honest with you, but um, yeah, does it get eyes on it from people that might be renting or people that want friends moving into the area? Sure, but realistically, MLS is still the go-to, right? Like Realtor.ca. Yeah, like if if you have the mindset that
1: nothing's necessary, you don't need to do anything, you're absolutely right. Like the minimum, you just throw it up online and the house will sell.
0: The house will sell. That's my point. The house will sell. No question about it. Well, there are two questions about it. There are variables. the, the, The two questions are... How long is it going to take to sell? When? And two, how much is it going to sell for?
1: And the third, which is tied into those directly, is how enjoyable will the process
0: be? Right. Great point. So doing this job now for over 10 years, we've as a team, simplified a process and come down, come up with such a streamlined process that it does really make it easy for a seller. Certainly when they hand over the keys to us. Like when we start our staging plan, and even leading up to that, uh, but but once we start staging the property, they they essentially can hand over the keys and go on vacation and just come back after the home is sold. And and the only thing they'll really have to do is just sign off on whatever agreement they've accepted.
1: And we'll even right. have their car cleaned.
0: He's saying that. When did you I talk about, about that. that story? It was in a team, yeah, meeting just, team meeting when one of our team meeting, right? Yeah. We were telling the story about when one of our clients hand literally handed over the keys said, I don't care what you do, just sell it. And when we come back, um, we'll come back when it's sold. So they took their family to a uh, trip to, I think they went to Disney world. I think they
1: went to Disney. Yeah.
0: And um, and they left their car in the driveway and we were like, well, you know, now, now there's no parking in the driveway and people are going to wonder if there's somebody inside the house and this and that. So we took the car and dropped it off at a dealership to create a parking space for us and have a place to park the car without having to you know worry about ticketing and whatever we so we took it to the dealership and had the dealership detail the car so that was the excuse for us dropping off the car because yeah, that client, particular street
1: had no parking allowed so that made no, it even no more challenging on
0: the street yeah and then uh so we had the car detail and when they came home the house was sold and their car was spotless and certainly they were happy but um but yeah, I mean, hand over the keys and, and away we go. But a lot of people, or like I was saying, about a third of the people that will sell in, in the next 12 months have this mindset that, well, I don't need staging. Or, you know, I don't want to wait a week or 10 days. I want it listed tomorrow or the day after. And this other person says that they can list it tomorrow or the day after. Why can't you do that? Right. So that's what Jen wanted to talk a little bit about for us to talk a little bit about in in this podcast and and because she does juggle she's the one that juggles our itineraries for our listings with our sellers, and I know sometimes she gets pushback from our sellers that say well why is it why is it taking two extra days?"
1: right. Uh, well, the other type of person that I think exists where they may want to speed up the process is um, somebody who has already purchased a property. Yeah.
0: They're on a timeline, right? They have they they're have the gun to they're their stressed
1: because as soon as you've bought a house but you haven't sold yours, the level of stress elevates. It's so funny. To, I mean, it's not funny, but it's consistent. And almost every time you're working with somebody as prepared as you may already be on the on the, the side of getting the house ready for sale. As soon as they've bought a property, it's very common that they're uh, they change a little bit, their whole personality and they want to speed things up. They get a little anxious and nervous and, and as very, that's understandable, but as much as you could simply throw a sign in the lawn, it would not be in their best interest.
0: Well, I think a a lot of people get that anxiety regardless because once you've committed to selling your house, whether it's because you've purchased another home or because you feel that that gut instinct or that gut feeling that now is the time in the market for you to, to sell, right? Right. Uh, based on, you know, if somebody sells their home next door, two doors down, and it's the same house and they got multiple offers and it's old, quote unquote, over asking, which you know, that's a whole other topic. But um, so you see the home down the street sell, same house like yours, and you want to capitalize on that. And you're like, oh, let's list it tomorrow. We'll get all this overflow traffic from that house and, and we'll sell for multiple offers and over asking. So I don't want to wait seven days or whatever. I want it on the market now. Yeah. When I sold my home in Oakville, we've told this story before. That's how we got into the business because when we sold our properties in Oakville to move to Milton 11 years ago, uh, we were so underwhelmed with how that process was with the realtors that we used that that encouraged us to get into the business because we said we can do it better. And I remember I had the. quote-unquote, listing presentation or listing conversation or whatever, the agent showed up to my house. Um, It was a pretty brief discussion. Um, They liked the way my property looked and the house looked. And I said, well, you know, do we have to do anything for staging and this and that? Nope, nope, nope. You just might want to. um, I think what they said was iron my... Uh, um,
1: your dining room table thing wasn't there something on
0: your yeah like
1: a it was like a picnic table wasn't it
0: yeah i had a picnic table in my dining room because i never (laughs) i i never really sat at the table i always sat at the breakfast bar yeah Uh, i want to put things into
1: perspective these were our first houses so they were sparsely poorly furnished and decorated
0: oh very much so and i was you know single guy in my 20s so i didn't really care and i'm like well there's this dining room and no dining table so i brought my my outdoor picnic table in with the two chairs and i put a white tablecloth over it to mask it and it was wrinkled so they said uh, oh you might want to iron your uh tablecloth table <laughs> right that that was the only oh, recommendation and yeah. uh and my so this was on a wednesday uh, Wednesday morning, before I went to work, and the property was on the market the following day. And the photos. Yeah, it was the were same taken, as me. I think,
1: and I think that guy with,
0: by the the photos were taken by the realtor in a little point and shoot
1: camera. Yeah, same.
0: Yeah. And the photos were awful, and it sold in multiple offers in a couple of days. I was the one that ended up doing the negotiating. The leads came from realtor.ca and one of one of the other uh realtors that does a fair amount of business in the area brought another offer and and what have you. But it always left me wondering: hey, if imagine if the service that we offer today was provided to me on my on the sale of my home, how much more. A hundred percent.
1: Yeah.
0: And you know, the prices of the homes back then were a lot less, but you talk about as a percentage. So
1: Uh, it's still a lot of money. Like you probably could have gotten an extra 10 grand.
0: Yeah. I figured two to 3%, two to 3% and it sold for 300 and I think it was 317,000 or something like that. So yeah two to three percent you're talking six to nine thousand bucks and and here's the thing like consumers people that have properties that want to sell it the interview agents and you know there's there's the i can bring up so many quotes or analogies or you know just thoughts on it about there's always somebody willing to do the job for less there always is any job out there in the world whether you're painting or you know buy whatever you buy or whatever you whoever you hire in your life there's always somebody willing to do the job for less but i also believe you get what you pay for and you know if if you want your home on the market tomorrow could you save money by hiring um somebody that will get it on the market tomorrow and and skip all those steps for sure you're going to save on the commission paid but at the end of the day what is it going to cost you right what are your right. net proceeds going to be after the sale cuz everybody always focuses on oh i'm going to you know pay this commission out well sure you're going to pay a commission to anybody that it's going to represent you in the sale of your property in terms of being, um, hiring a brokerage. But is it the diff, if you have a million dollar home, which is the average almost in the GTA. Now you have a million dollar home and you're going to save whatever 1% on, on commission, you're saving 10 grand on your commission, but is it going to cost you that two to 3% in your sale price? And we've proven it time and time again. Yeah. Um, that that it does, and and well, so and that I, stems back to the to Jen's comment. of What she wanted us to talk about is the preparation work, and um, and that it's not just a quick flip.
1: And if I think it says a lot. It, of...
0: If you want to maximize your proceeds, you want to maximize your proceeds. You want to sell the home in a reasonable or quicker than average amount of time, and if you want to have a you know relatively painless and threat-free process.
1: Yes. That's, that's and it says awesome. a lot about the realtor, I think because, or about their motivation and their genuine interest in where their, well, where their interest lies. Like if somebody is, is trying to persuade you and sell you on the idea that it, the process is important and doing these things are important to netting you more money at the end of the day, you know, they're, interests lie in serving you well and selling your house for top dollar and making sure that you do well in the sale of your home. Somebody who is just a yes or yes, ma'am type of person where they're like, yeah, okay, no problem. Yeah. I'll list it tomorrow. Yeah. We can bypass the system. Yeah. But like the only, oh, the only thing that they care about is getting paid. They know the house will sell. They don't particularly care about how much it will sell for because it's negligible in the difference of their commission and if it's less work for them, who cares?
0: So I want to give you a, a, a real example right now. You remember I lost a listing. Uh somebody called me um in Thornhill. Hill. We had a property. Um yeah, yeah. we I had a property for sale. And we sold it in a day. Uh not even. Like it well, it hours. sold it.
1: You got the offer during in the day. virtual open house that night.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so same same day we listed it, we sold it. And we had three offers on the property on the very first day of the listing. On the very first day of the listing, we had three offers on it and sold it way over asking price, regardless of what the asking price was, though, because it was low. Admittedly, it was low to attract people to it. And obviously, it friggin worked. But it also sold for way over what I deem the market value to be and what any comparable sale would justify any kind of sale price for that property. It sold way over that. And I don't care what kind of data you would bring me. And for
1: the record, we did not put a sold over asking sign on there.
0: Oh, (laughs) Jesus. Don't you hate those signs? And okay, now I'm going to go off topic a little bit. If you're a realtor listening to us, You absolutely must use those stupid sold over asking signs because nobody gives a shit. Nobody believes it. Everybody realizes the world is not stupid. They know you listed the property for under the market value. So obviously, you're going to sell it for over asking. But if you're going to put that sign up, can you at least spend the $25 and have it made so it matches the rest of your Sign.
1: I just hate that there's no you know context they, do, they go
0: to the board, they go to the board, uh, board office where they sell, you know, those, yeah, those signs and things that you can hang on your signs. And those, there's those pre made ones, generic pre made ones that people buy, these realtors buy for whatever 15, 20 bucks. And then, they, they, you know, they buy it, they just throw it on top of their sign. Their sign is black and gold, but now they have this white and red sold over asking thing that doesn't even fit or match any of the tech, like it's 25 bucks to get a custom one done. If you're going to do it, do it right. Like, you can't even spend the $25 to have a custom made sold over asking sign. How are you marketing that property to begin with, if the marketing for your business? sucks?
1: Or no, it'd be even better, because those signs are just garbage, because it provides no context. Or value to anybody. So instead, get a custom sign that says "Sold for twenty thousand more than the most recent comparable."
0: That would be a big. Or just sign. don't put anything at all. <laughs> yeah, it would.
1: they need like four signs hanging. <laughs> anyway, so we sold <laughs> this out, uh
0: in less than twelve hours. Three offers on the table. Sold for more than way more than expected. Way more than the clients expected. Um. So I got a call from a lovely, lovely lady who lived across the street who has the identical home. And I had the sense, I wouldn't say this lady is probably in her 60s or 70s, sweetheart of a lady. Like I would have gotten along with her really well Um You know, I grew up in that neighborhood. Um, She's kind of like me. She's Jewish and speaks Hebrew, but not fluently. Um, So we kind of hit it off there a little bit. But she has a group of friends, retired friends, that she gets together to play cards with on a regular basis. And one of the friends in the group happens to be a realtor who's been a realtor for many, many, many years. Um, And she was upfront. She told me, I, I have a friend that's a realtor, but I also want to interview other realtors. And I saw that you did a good job with the house across the street. So I'd like to meet and I'd like you to tell me what my home is worth. Can you come over? So I did. And we had a lovely chat and i had the the whole time i had the sense that she's she's just using my opinions and is going to end up using her friend to list the property and that's what happened and that's yes. fine i mean we we offer free valuations and you know always happy to, to spend the time talking real estate with people that are interested and some people hire us some people don't more more people hire us than don't, but you know we never want to lose an opportunity. But we understand that's part of the business. Anyways, during that process, um, we talked about staging, and she was not keen on removing some of the existing furniture that was that's in the house. Um, and I'm, I'm not sure why. She she just felt like it was going to be a lot of work to carry the home. And I said, well, you know, I'll have um, some of these stuff moved to the garage for you. But she wasn't parking in the garage. The weather was fine. And um, she was going to go and stay with family during the process of listing. So that wouldn't have been, been an issue she has been in the house for 25 years. So I think some of it was, you know, just that process of parting, you know, don't want to, don't want to pack things up just yet, but I want to sell my home for top dollar, yada, yada. And and it's hard to convince
1: some people that their stuff isn't best suited to the space. Like they may be convinced that it looks great.
0: Or not even that it looks great. I think she understood that we could improve on the way it looked. But her mindset, I believe, and she didn't come out and say it, but my sense was that she believed the way it was, was good enough to get the home sold. And in a market where the inventory is low and the demand is high, um, that it didn't need that extra stuff. Yeah. Um, So anyways, she ended up hiring that other person and um, it's uh, the property as of a few days ago has still is still on the market. So I'm not giving specifics here Um, and it's been 40 over 40 days. And um, who knows, who knows if it's going to sell or not. And I have full confidence that if if we got that listed, yes, it's, it's, you know long gone because we would have taken the extra care and time, and and followed through that process. So, oh, and to the credit of your clients, because uh, I mean, I
1: hadn't, I didn't have the privilege of going through beforehand, but you had conveyed to me that they did basically everything you asked of them.
0: So the which was a lot that- of work. The house on this street, That so referring to this specific transaction, they, they were a referral to me from clients that have done, the family has done a number of transactions with me and has referred a lot of friends and family uh, to me. Um, one of the people that were, they referred, we ended up selling her estate property in Carlisle and actually turns out that she is now a tenant in one of our rental properties, our own properties. So, um, you know, very, very good clients of mine referred these people. And they and this was uh, during one of the lockdown periods uh, of COVID. So all of my interactions were virtual. So I had a uh, WhatsApp video. Uh, it was either WhatsApp or FaceTime. I can't remember. Uh, conference call with them, video call, and they virtually walked me through the house. And I'm looking at the house, going, "Oh, oh, we've got." They've al- They already purchased another property and the closing date was and this happens you know whether it's somebody that stumbles across a home or they buy a new home or whatever we get the call hey i bought a property it's closing in whatever march of 2022 or whatever sometimes we don't represent both uh, both sides of the purchase and sale but so in this case they bought a property and wanted to get their home on the market Within the next couple of weeks, they were being reasonable. In the next couple of weeks, I said, "Okay, well, let's have a look at your house. Take me for a tour." So the home was built—I uh, can't remember now—probably 22 years ago, and everything is still original. The light fixtures, the smoke detectors, the, the light yellow the light, or brown. Yep, yeah, yeah, the light switches, the the re- vent returns. Uh, or whatever you call them the return vents. Um, yeah. the the paint was still original builder paint in a lot of no where to go oh my goodness and they had lived there for a number of years have children and um, you know it was, it was showing some wear and tear so as we're going through the property you know, their the countertops in the kitchen were a laminate countertop, and the edges were all peeled off, like the trim pieces, all peeling and all this. So half an hour walk through the house and talking to them about their expectations, expectations on price, um, and all of that. And I said, I'm I'm really sorry, but um I don't think that we can take take on your listing, and they and this is virtual, right? And I could see them yeah. looking at me, and they kind of tilting their head and squinting their eyes, and they're like, "Well, what do you mean? We're we were referred to you. We want to work with you." And I said, "You're not going to like what I have to say." And again, I get the scrunchy face and the tilt to the side, and they're like, "Well, what do? You, okay, what's up?" I said, um, we're not going to be able to list your home in two weeks. That's number one. Number two, you will have to spend in the vicinity of twenty-five to thirty thousand dollars for me to consider listing your property for sale. And they said, "Whoa, that's that's a big, big investment, and we don't know." if we're prepared to take on the work, the time, the money, the effort to do that. I said, well, listen, I, I'll help you get there. And I've got contacts of people that will help your property get there. Uh, it's just gonna require money. The rest of it is relatively easy to coordinate. They said, give us a couple of days, we'll think about it. So they called me back. and And by the way, I told them if they don't do anything to the property, I can't remember the value I put on it. Let's say 1.4 million, which was more or less where those homes were selling for. Yeah. uh, at that time. I said, okay, well, 1.4 million, we'll find a buyer, but it's going to take a little bit longer. It's not going to sell in a in a couple of days or anything like that, because people are going to go into the property and see that it needs work and blah, blah, blah. Call me back in a couple of days. They said, okay, we'll do it. So the whole home top to bottom, everything was painted light fixtures all changed out. Um, smoke detectors replaced all the countertops uh, in the kitchen and in the main bathroom replaced the bathtub had a hole in it repaired.
1: Um, How do you the, repair a hole in the bathtub?
0: There's a, I don't know what it's called. It's, like a fiber new kind of,
1: it wasn't just like one of those drop-in cover things.
0: No, it was like an old-school normal vinyl four-piece bathtub. No, no, I mean
1: they didn't just cover it up with one of those one-piece drop-in.
0: Oh no, 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 no! no. It actually they actually you, repaired it. Interesting it was a repair. They got the kit, did it themselves, and you would never be really, able to, wow, you never be able to tell. Hey, man, YouTube. It's phenomenal for learning how to do things. I the world that we disagree. live in today, this is why school is bullshit, too. Yeah. Because you can go onto YouTube and learn how to do anything you want to do in life. Anything. So fixing a bathtub shouldn't be, okay, give you an example. I just finished restaining my deck. I had no idea how to restain a deck that's 12 years old that looked like crap. Now you proved it. It was beautiful. You're going to have to you know, show me it
1: later. I don't believe it's good.
0: Oh, well, it's good, man. Got the, the big <laughs> floor belt sander thing, rented it for a day and grinded it all down. It looks amazing. Now, you know, younger people are probably going to think that I'm like 100 years old by saying that, but um it, it it it's true like anything you need to yeah, do yeah. around your home just youtube it like uh, people that say that they're not handy and they can't do things like replace the caulking around your your sink not that complicated like you can watch a few youtube videos and in 15 minutes learn how to do it pretty there are easily. some people
1: though that just don't have it in them i know i know a couple people that they just they just can't figure it out and that's, well, that's fine then it's good to know what you're good at and what you're not good at and to hire people when you need Very to. Very
0: true. Absolutely. Well, like painting, right? There's a lot of people that we know that say, oh yeah, I know how to paint. And then Well, for this after house you're talking paint, about, did
1: they hire somebody?
0: They hired somebody to do the painting, yeah. um, the countertops, the small repairs and things like that. But some of the things they did themselves. Um, so the premise
1: of this is, so they did everything you asked for. They which? How long did it extend the listing by?
0: A couple of weeks. weeks. Uh, three weeks because of COVID. And um, the contractor actually couldn't start when they were supposed to because they were shut down. They were locked down. Yeah. Uh, like government said, you're not an essential. Yeah. Um, but whatever. The, the The premise is that they literally took all of my, not without, going down without a fight a little bit because they did push back but they caved and they said okay we're gonna do whatever whatever is required we're going to take all of your recommendations all of your suggestions and we're putting our trust in you and then same thing with the price so I had suggested a list price I think it was a million three eighty nine nine. And I valued the property even after all of this work at about million four fifty, and that was even a little bit on the high end. So they were based on my valuation. The twenty five, I think they put twenty six thousand bucks into it. I valued the return on that investment because I called that an investment. Turned that twenty six thousand really into about forty thousand. So I was targeting 1.45 ish, you know, more or less. So 1.4 well, with what?
1: doing nothing, 1.45 ish with putting in 26 K. Right. Okay. Got it.
0: And, and having a quicker, smoother process. Well, option one
1: would have been an uphill battle with the negotiations. You'd probably
0: and, not and be and in potentially multiple, conditional offers, multiple condition- offers. Yeah. Probably didn't get, wouldn't have gotten multiple offers. Probably wouldn't have. And I've got a firm deal with no conditions. Well, uh,
1: um, proof is in the pudding. You'd be on the market for 45 days.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much. And and the one that's on the market for 45 days plus, we don't know if it's going to sell or when it's going to sell or for how much it's going to sell for. Right. Um, that one looks bet- better than ours did in the onset. So who knows? Um. And so they said to me, well, why don't we list it at 1.49? Because we we think our home is worth 1.5 now. And I said, well, the house after we're done staging is going to look amazing. And I mean, our staging team did a great job on, on that property transforming it. I had to, I charged, you know, we include staging with with our stuff, but I did have to charge this homeowner more because
1: it was extensive.
0: None of their furniture was usable and it's a 2,700 square foot home. And we literally staged the entire house. I think the only thing we used were their mattresses. Um, So they said to me, well, with all the staging and all the work that we did, and there's no inventory. We want to get 1.5 went through the comparable sales with them went through the market analysis went through the homes that were in the neighborhood that have been on the market for a long time. Like there was a lot of homes in that neighborhood that have been a market for a while. And I said, you got to trust me on this one, we're in a time where the demand is high, inventory is low but you also have homes similar to yours that are sitting on the market. Let's undercut everybody. And I guarantee you our home will look so good that we, we will attract uh, attention very, very quickly. So they said, okay, we're we're putting all of our trust and literally all of our money into your hands. You know, we're talking a million and a half bucks. Um, let's do it. I said, thanks for the trust in me. Thanks for believing in our system. So We listed it for the 1.389, or give or take. This is a couple of months ago now, a few months ago. Um, and we sold for 1,615,000, I believe was the sale price, 1,615 So hundred and fifty thousand dollars over the high end of their expectation a hundred and sixty five thousand dollars over what any comparable sale would have told us that property is worth
1: yeah it's impressive
0: two hundred and fifteen thousand more than what I valued the market to be if they didn't do any of that work In their preparation. So it's teamwork. The seller has to work with the realtor towards the same goal, but you have to have the proper process in place and you cannot shortcut. Shortcutting and saving a few days or even a couple of weeks is going to cost you money. Irrespective of any peak, valleys, or changes in price or changes in strategy, because a home that looks good, feels good, smells good, is appealing to the eye both online and in person is always going to command a more emotional buyer and one that is going to pay more in order to get that home.
1: And when you do things right, just kind of on an, as an aside, but related, when you do things right, and this is a good example, you, you should sell quickly. That's, you know, generally speaking, when you do everything right, it will result in a quicker sale. Um, but a lot of people get caught up on the fear of accepting that first initial offer too. So I would be very hesitant or I would really encourage people to try not to get into that mindset and a good example recently we sold a house um in Milton on Whitlock and I was chatting with an agent that had a similar home for sale
0: a I don't couple of months say ago it. I usually don't say it but because record breaking can mean anything to anybody but you sold that property for the highest that any three story town home has ever sold for in all of Milton. And good job. Thanks. Um, the story is not
1: so much about that house, it's about one around the corner, a similar home. Um, and I was chatting with the listing agent who this was going back, I think, two months when he sold it. And he had an offer on that one within the first couple of days. Um, for um, I won't say exact numbers, um, he told it was you so much. Yeah. So he got an offer for within a couple of days for a good amount of money. Um, the homeowner did not want to accept the first offer because of this whole mindset they were in. So they declined it. They sat on the market sold subsequently a couple of weeks later for $70,000 less. Oh. So, um, when you do things right when you follow the process when your place looks good you're going to attract the right audience the right people the people that want to buy it and they're going to make offers
0: well i think the sellers get... need to be yeah i think the sellers need to be educated in that part of the process as well because if the home sells quick like like going back to my sample uh of that home in Thornhill we had three offers within the first 12 hours of it being on the market one of the people that uh, brought us an offer the the purchaser or the potential purchaser uh, saw it on in some of our pre-marketing yes so some of our coming soon and and pre-marketing uh, online um, so the minute it went to market uh, they already knew about it coming and went and saw it right away and then the other two offers came, From people that were already looking for that type of home in that neighborhood and didn't want to miss out. So they were getting the notifications or they saw it come up and they said, We need to see this right away. It's going to sell quick. um, Or it's the perfect house. It looks great. Let's go see it. And now that they've seen it, they don't want to miss out. We got to put an offer in right away. So sometimes, oftentimes, the people that go and see it early on are the hottest buyers for that property. The longer the listing drags on, the more likely the people visiting the property are going to, quote unquote, need some time to think about it or they're going to want to see other options. Which yeah, they might just be that, getting
1: into the market. That's why they didn't see it initially. And now they want to right. see another dozen homes before making a decision. Or right. maybe it's one they weren't overly excited about. And yeah, or, sure, I'll go see it
0: oh, yeah, I'm not too crazy about the kitchen cabinets. And then they go see five other homes and go, well, we could always paint those kitchen cabinets. Let's think about that one again.
1: Yeah, you want the enthusiastic people, not the people that see it as a means to an end.
0: Right. Okay, so I mean, the whole premise of this podcast, again, episode 140 of KT Confidential, the real estate podcast. Thank you for listening wherever you are streaming this. You can also watch it by going to ktconfidential.ca. Leave us a comment on what you want us to talk about in the next podcast. And we will do that. Um, I and can't speak. Just
1: quickly before we end with, because <clears throat> you mentioned similar situation with a lease, same story applies to leases. Most leases you get somebody that will walk in, take pictures with their phone and list it on the real on realtor.ca the next day it's worth taking the extra time to make sure it's clean and you have nice photographs because most leases are dirty and look terrible online.
0: Look, I don't care what the property is or how it's being marketed in terms of, is it a sale or is it a lease? This is a home to somebody. It's a home. It's so, you lease a place and you live there for a year, two years or five years or whatever, it's your home for that period of time and people want to live in nice homes. It doesn't matter if it's $1,500 a month or $10,000 a month or if it's a $300,000 purchase price or a $3 million purchase price, it's all relative. The person that's going to be providing an offer for the property is going to call it home. And when their first impression of their new home is a good one, they are more likely to go and see it quickly and give you a good offer on the property. The worse the property shows in its first impression, which is now online, um, the only attraction you'll get are low offers, or in the case of a lease, people that don't qualify for the homes that look good.
1: Right. But they'll pay top dollar for the first month. (laughs) right? Well, the mindset of the buyer or the tenant in that case is, oh, this house looks like crap. So it's unlikely I'm going to be competing against anybody versus, wow, this home looks amazing. I need to rent it or buy it before anybody else sees it.
0: Well, but but even if the mindset gets to that point, because we got to remember how consumers now search for properties and the the average consumer will search for a property online. And most of the time it's on their phone. So they'll pull up their realtor.ca app or whatever app they use. And they're flipping through the listings. And if the photos or the listing itself is not appealing to the eye, they're not gonna dig in any further. They're just gonna scroll on to the next one. So you're not even gonna get that showing or you're not even gonna get that person into the mindset of putting an offer in um, because it doesn't look good. And that goes back to shortcutting cutting process. Um, listen, for those of you listening, we haven't really talked about process and that's because every realtor and every brokerage uh, has a different process. If you would like to know about our process and how long it is and what's involved and who's involved and all that, um, shoot us a DM, happy to chat, happy to call you myself or have somebody on the team call you and go through that with you, whether it's virtually in person on the phone, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I just wanted to add that in there because we didn't talk about exact process. We're just talking about the importance of process and, um, and yeah, it does take us a few extra days to get our homes on the market. There's a reason for it. And we believe in that reason. And that's kind of what we were talking about today. Again, episode 140. Thank you for listening. Uh, again, I'd like to Jan- hear from you guys. Uh, leave a comment Jennifer, below.
1: thank you for the topic. I think it's relative and important. It was good.
0: Uh, You have yourself a good day, Adrian, and uh, we'll see you all next week for episode 141. If you'd like your topic included, leave that comment below. Bye for now. Bye-bye.